Covering the crew all season long on WTMJ, it's Brewers Extra Innings. Now live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios in downtown Milwaukee at the Avenue, here is your host, Dominic Catronio. Woo-wee, exhale after that one. It can never be easy, right? It's always going to be something like this for the Brewers, it seems like. I'm Dominic Catronio. Gary Augustine's with us here again on this beautiful Sunday afternoon. My oh my, Augie. I mean, <laughs> I, I look at this team. They needed a get-off-the-deck type of game like this one where they can just take it and, and run with it. They had the home run ball. They had a timely hit, but the defense jumps out. Freddie had a quality start. I mean, this was the type of win that gets you back on track because it was a top-to-bottom. Every facet of the game mattered in this one. Yeah, it was one through nine. You know, you talk about the baseball game being 27 outs, and anytime you play a team like Tampa Bay, who's playing very well, you know what they, they can do. Pitching, they're very good. Offensively, they swing their bat. Defensively, they're strong. But, you know, the Brewers need a big performance. I think we text back and forth yesterday. We had to add a little mojo to it today. But uh, I'll tell you what, Bruce came out, hit the home runs, scored some runs, and they bounced back when they had to. I thought the Contreras home run was huge when after they had scored a three run homer and, uh, Defense held up, and uh, and Williams come in for a multi-inning save, which is somewhat of a little bit of a concern, but uh, Brewers got a big win today. Huge win. Uh, we can break all that down coming up here shortly. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. That's the old National Bank talking text line. Old National Bank. Get old. Looking at the box score here, just going up and down the list with uh, Jerry Augustine here. So, Augie, Yelich has multiple hits. William Contreras has multiple hits. Owen Miller has multiple hits. In fact, everybody but the bottom two guys, Weimer and Terang, the rookies, were uh, had at least one hit in today's game. What I see is the production that they're hoping for from top to bottom right now. I know Weimer and Terang are going to hit. and In fact, Terang has had a great month of May. But this is the kind of offense not necessarily relying on the home run ball, but saying... One through nine, every single one of these guys is able to get a hit and generate some offense. And seeing a little flash like we saw from those first two and a half weeks was really encouraging against a quality opponent like the Rays. Yeah, I think it's so important. You know, we talk so much about the home run. And, and the Bruce can hit home runs. There's no doubt about that. They uh, they swing the bat very well. But when you can put the ball in play, get guys on base, apply pressure uh, to the other team, you're going to do that. We see the way that... Brewers have been running running the bases. I've been so impressed with this ball club. All they've been running the bases, getting on the bases, stealing bases, and trying to make good things happen. And Owen Miller just swinging the bat on, what is it, 13 games in a row now. He's, he's got a hitting streak, been on base 20-some games in a row. Uh, really being a igniter at the beginning of that lineup and Christian doing the job he asked you. But like you just said, Dom, getting guys on base, putting the ball in play is so important for this offense. Doing the little things you have to do and they, they they had the home run, but they also did the little things of getting on base, and that really made the difference in the ball game. And and how about this number for you too? They only had six strikeouts today as an offense, and four walks drawn too. That's putting the ball in play and putting pressure on the other side. Yeah, they're you know you got to be patient at the plate, and they're they're always saying, "What do you do when you have a good pitching staff that you're playing against? You got to put the ball in play, and you got to be." Patient at the plate, and I think the Brewers did a little bit of everything. And I think what's impressive against a good pitching staff, one of the best in all of baseball, compared as well as the Brewers, you got to put the ball in play. And I thought that's what they did. 
six strikeouts, that's a positive. And the putting the ball in play when you get guys on base and taking those extra bases when you can is so important. And the ball club needs to do that. That's a, that's the formula. They're going to need to win ball games, and the home run is going to be there. But getting on base and doing those little things are just as important. Looking at a guy like William Contreras, who's had a tough month of May, and I know you've thrown to plenty of catchers that know this feeling at this point in the season, right? Your legs are maybe just starting to go a little bit. This is where you start to realize, all right, hey, I'm, I'm catching every day or majority of the days, two out of three of every series most often. And the fact is, William hasn't done this since the minor leagues. And I know it's not a concern. I'm not trying to make it a story that it's not a story. But the point is, this is a bump that every catcher goes through about June-ish, May-ish when you're playing a lot. And before today, he had only had three hits in his previous uh, 29 plate appearances. So to see him click back into gear and do it in a loud way, 112 miles an hour off the bat, the thump is there. There's not a worry about the power. And to give him the confidence that, yes, he can make it through a full season as a primary catcher. Yeah, I, I think you hit a good spot right there when you talk about Contreras. He's coming over to the Brewers where he's been in the past. He's always caught in that 90-100 games uh, a year and has been a DH sometimes uh, with, with Atlanta before he came over. And this is a new start for him. This is where he's going to get the majority of them. But when you have a guy like Caratini behind him, uh, the guy who really picks up a spot is a good instructor, is a good guy to have as a mentor to work with. I think it really helps helps uh, when you when you look at what this ball club needs to do and where they got to be. And Contreras, I think, is benefiting because they got two catchers that are on the same page. They think defensively. They know they got to handle a great pitching staff. It's so important. But yet, offensively on that side of the ball, they have they have to do their job. And Contreras has really done a nice job. Struggle of late, but I'll tell you what, came up and got a pitch on the middle part of the plate and really did a nice job of getting the Brewers back in the lead in that fifth inning. For Willie Adamas, to see an opposite field home run again for him, that's now already his uh, fourth opposite field home run this season, something that he really abandoned last year. and It, it just seems like it's a, it's a common denominator with Willie. And I talked about this on Brewers Weekly on Thursday, that he's currently coming into this series had the lowest opposite field contact rate in his career. He's just not using the opposite field at all this year. And it seems like every time he gets going in the right direction again, it comes on the heels of of doing damage the other way. And he even had another opposite field hit yesterday. So it seems like if he can continue to work on this and embrace the fact that he has some natural, God-given opposite field power, that's when he can really unlock into his 2021 self as opposed to what we've seen here in the month of May. Yeah, he really does. I, You know, when we look back at what he did in 21, when he hit the ball the opposite way, it seems at times he gets in a little bit of a rut where he tries to go out and try to pull the ball, and they throw him a lot of pitches up and in, and they get that good slider away. It, that's a big adjustment for a hitter, but to see Willie starting to hit the ball the other way, I think is really big for this ball club. It just seems when he's nice and relaxed at the play and he stays off of that ball that's down and away off the strike zone, that good breaking ball, he stays away and he tries to go the opposite way when he gets two strikes. I'll tell you what, he does such a great job, and it's really good to see him go the opposite way because when he hits the ball opposite way, he's picking up on that inside part of the plate where he can go get that fastball on the inside part or that breaking ball that hangs on the inner part of the plate and drive it. So it's one thing when he, Willie Adamas is swinging the bat, staying back on the ball, trying to do what is, what's given to him and taking that ball the opposite way. I'll tell you what, things go well for him, and he's a real big part of this ball club. When you get him in those tough situations, he comes alive and gets some big hits for us. 
I mean, the numbers speak for themselves for Willie Adamas in wins and versus losses. I mean, it, it's completely night and day for his production when the team wins and when the team loses. I mean, it's not even close of his OPS is 500 points better in wins than it is in losses. I mean, it, that doesn't sound surprising, right? But it's literally a 300 OPS in games that the Brewers lose is what Willie Adamas is doing. They go as Willie goes. So the sooner he gets back to his old ways, the better for the Brew crew. 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. This text coming in from Josh here in Milwaukee. Could have done without the late inning drama for the bullpen, but glad we tallied another win. Defense wins the day. There were several plays that made the difference, in my opinion. We'll talk about some pitching. We'll talk about some of the defense as well. This is Fifth Third Bank's Brewers Extra Innings with a local Milwaukee team. Fifth Third Bank also knows how to hit it out of the park. They've been serving businesses in the area for nearly 15 years, offering industry-specific expertise and local decision-making capabilities. That's going to help your business succeed. This is commercial banking value that only Fifth Third can deliver. Fifth Third Bank National Association member FDIC. Just getting going with Augie. This is Brewers Extra Innings. You're listening to Brewers Extra Innings, presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. Beeks brings home the 0-1 pitch. This is a high fly ball, deep right field. Racing back is low at the track wall. Gone! Huge moment. Brewers got some homers. They win the game 6-4. It's a Dom and Jerry Brewers Extra Innings, Dom Catronio, Jerry Augustine. Uh, We're going to talk plenty about Freddie and some defense, but we got to start with that great play in the bottom of the ninth inning to open up the frame. Yandy Diaz, a little chopper to third. Brian Anderson, who was just moved from right field to third base for the bottom of the ninth for defense. And he makes a bare hand throw on the... I mean, for me, that's the play of the year defense. Nothing is going to top that, given the situation, the runner... The context of him, first ball hit to him at third base, that was, I mean, 10 out of 10 on the difficulty scale and executed it to perfection. You know, Dom, I totally agree with you. You need to talk about, you got to put turf in there also because the turf, you can get the funny hops in that. But I'll tell you, Anderson did a nice job of coming and his concentration on going to the ball. You see the way he grabbed the ball. He has palm wide open. He grabbed it on all in one motion, made a perfect throw. That is one of the toughest plays in all of baseball, uh, especially when you get it on a, on turf and you can get those skip hops or the, the funny high hops. But uh, I talk about a big part of the game to make a great play. I'll tell you what, Brian Anderson went out and did a great job there because that could have started something big, but to make that play, uh, it really got things in order for that inning. And, and furthermore, I, I think back to the play he made in Seattle where it was the reverse situation. He moves from third base to right field in extra innings for defense, and then the first ball is hit to him, so there's a man on second starting in extras. Line drive hit to him. He still manages to get behind it and fire a strike to third base. That was the hardest throw of his career. It was 102 miles an hour from his hand. His baseball instincts and the way that he is able to move about defensively, right, because we said he played right field the whole game, and that one was vice versa in Seattle. He's just a gamer, man. What a pickup for the Brewers to trust that he's healthy. And I know the bat's been a little streaky this year, but he has been arguably the best defender on the Brewers to this point in the season. You know, when you follow a player, you talk, you say, what can you do for our ball club? And 
I know going in when I heard that they were thinking of signing him, I was I got excited because you see what he did down in Miami, played third place, played a little bit of outfield, and you know he's got that great arm. But you know his baseball instincts. I think that's one thing you talk about a. Any player that plays the game of baseball on a major league level, what are your instincts? What kind of instincts do you have? And at third base, that play today and and the plays made on the outfield, uh, throwing it to the right bases, understanding what you have to do. Those are instincts that you don't teach. Those are instincts that you have to just know what you're going to do and do it well. And I I agree with you. I think when you look at him on the defensive side, he was a, a great pickup, not only because of his defense, He's swinging the bat, had a big hit today with two outs, but uh, he's really been a, a, a good, versatile guy that really plugs a few spots for his ball club and plugs them very well and does a great job. Looking at the actual pitching in this one now, we've gone plenty long enough not mentioning Freddie Peralta. Quality start again, leads the team with his sixth out of nine starts this season. Six innings, five hits, three runs all earned, three walks, only four strikeouts. How do you assess Freddie today? Because in my opinion, I think he just made one bad pitch, the hanging slider that was hit by Josh Lowe for a homer, but he still threw 95 pitches, got through six innings, and he still threw 60 strikes as well. I thought he threw the ball well. You know, it seems like Freddie, you know, he's, he's a little bit different style of pitcher when you talk about a Corbin Burns or a Brandon Woodruff. Those guys are what they call fall and fall, and they stay on top of the ball and they get it. Freddie's more of what they call a duck and drive, and that's why you see him release the ball so close to the to the plate, but his ability to locate his fastball to all the quadrants of the strike zone and then use that breaking ball is so important. I thought he was a workmanship today. I thought he threw the ball very well. He did make the mistake to look below where he got that breaking ball in the middle of the plate, but what was so good about it, he came right back that next inning and threw up a zero. They needed him to go six innings. He came back out there, was uh, was aggressive in the strike zone and did his job. You talk about complete games. Uh, you don't get those a lot in the major leagues now. But you talk about quality starts. Those are so important. And Freddie's constantly going out there and keeping this team in the ball game. And today, workmanship-wise, he went out there, and I thought he threw the ball very well. Another guy who threw the ball well who hasn't been getting a lot of pub to this point in the season, Yoel Piomps. I mean, another great find. He was part of the Contreras deal with the Braves. He came over. Uh, in that three-team deal from Oakland, though, Piomps, another scoreless inning, his fourth hold of the year. Didn't punch anybody out today, but he had been doing that a ton as of late. Here's another lively arm that's sitting 96, has a hammer of a slider, and a tremendous changeup to keep lefties at bay. Uh, as things roll on, with him now kind of unofficially locking down the seventh inning for the Brewers, yet another guy that the Brewers just put their magic dust on, it seems like, and all of a sudden, here he is throwing leverage innings, important innings, and keeping the Brewers and their bullpen, their reputation intact. It's what they do. They keep the Brewers in the lead, and they give them the chance to win games. Well, you know, when you talk about this poor bullpen, I think that's one of the concerns we talked about it. But they would, with Devin having to go extra, finding that eighth inning guy, but locking in that seventh thing with Byams, he's really been throwing the ball well. He's good. Like you just said, he's got that good hard breaking ball. He commands it for strikes. He's got that good changeup, but he's got good, he really locates the fastball. When he gets in the game, he does not pitch behind that. He's right at it, strike one, and that is so important. When you're a bullpen guy and you can come in the game and get ahead of hitters, it is so important. He's done such a good job of not only getting that breaking ball for a strike and utilizing his changeup down and getting the ground ball he does, but he locates that fastball. And the, the last few times out, he's been really been aggressive in that strike zone with that fastball. I really like that. I like a guy who comes in and is aggressive 
uses all his pitches, uses that number one. That number one is your primary pitch, that fastball. But being able to execute with your secondary pitches is so important, and Piams is doing that real well right now. Another guy that Devin Williams didn't get a punch out today, or rare for him, but the fact that he is available for four outs now. We saw him get the five-out save on Tuesday in St. Louis. Then he gets the four-out save today in Tampa Bay. I don't think the Brewers plan on making him do this every time, but he's been used so little this season because the Brewers are either winning big or losing close games, so they're not able to use Devin. For him to come off, yes, he had two walks, but... Didn't really allow a lot of loud contact other than the final out. Devin Williams, his seventh save of the year. He's only allowed one run this year, and it was just a garbage time, I need to get some work in type game. Devin has been as advertised, as good as ever, and he gets another save. Yeah, he's throwing the ball really well. I tell you, I know the Brewers don't, are kind of, they don't want him to have that multi, multi-innings type saves that they can get away with. They used to do the same thing with Josh Hader and having a Devin setting him up. But, you know, every once in a while when you haven't been used, like you just said, um, you can go that extra and you can get those extra outs that you do need from him. But he's throwing the ball very well. Today he did something a little bit different down than we haven't seen. He threw a little bit of a cutter. And I, I said something early in the season that I really like. I think Devin Williams has the ability to be one of the best closers in all of baseball. The way he throws the ball, how he stays with his program, uses his fastball and his changeup. But a little bit of a cutter I saw today, a little bit of movement away from a right-hand hitter. If he can learn to control that style pitch down in the zone, just show a little bit of movement, have that good forcing fastball he throws up in the zone, along with that changeup, that's just going to make him more devastating. So, But Devin Williams is a competitor. He's out there. He understands what he has to do. He doesn't give in. Stays with that changeup. When he gets the changeup in the fast over, good location is pretty good. But I saw that little cutter I wonder if he's been working on that. I think that could be a great pitch and make him even better than he is. He's been a little shy about using it, which maybe he'll save that for more of a blowout situation or keep using that in the bullpens right now. 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620 to text in to call in. i got a couple tweets here as well at Dom underscore Catronio. I want to thank one of our sponsors, Hupy and Abraham, for every double play the Milwaukee Brewers turn this season. Hupy and Abraham is going to donate $100 to Feeding America Eastern Wisconsin. And remember, if you're injured or you're in an accident, call Hupy and Abraham. Winner, it's free, guaranteed. The winning team, Hupy, H-U-P-Y, and Abraham at Hupy.com. More to come with Augie. And up next, it's our difference-making moment. Brewers win 6-4 to four in Tampa. Now, more Brewers Extra Innings presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. The 2-1 is ripped down the right field line. This is a fair ball. Rolls all the way into the corner and then eventually hops up over the wall and out of play. That would have been a triple for Yelich if it stays in the ballpark. Ho-hum, another two-hit day for Christian Yelich. Don't look now for all the haters, but uh, Yelich's hitting 258. Just saying. He's uh, getting warmer, and he's launching the ball again. Just saying. Things are looking up for Christian Yelich and the Brew Crew. I'm Dominic Catronio. Jerry Augustine with us for one more segment. Going to lead us into our NX Wealth Management difference-making moment of the game. NX Wealth Management is different. Not driven by commission sales or pushing financial products you may not actually need, but for elite, comprehensive financial planning customized to who you are and what you need. Contact NX Wealth Management. Know the difference at NX Wealth. Dot com. Augie, I think you've mentioned it already, but what was your difference-making moment today? 
You know, Don, we started adding this difference moment. You got me thinking. I'm watching the game, but I watch it a little closer now because I got to have that moment for you. But, uh, you know, today there were a lot of moments. Uh, this was a well-played ball game, a big game for the Brewers. But I have to go with the fifth inning after Tampa Bay had come back and had come up and tied it. Contreras hitting that big home run. I thought that was the big difference moment. He has been struggling, comes up with the big home run, give, them, give the Brewers that lead. And I'll tell you what, it's always a little bit of momentum that you get with that when you get that lead back right away. So I'm going to go with Contreras' home run as a difference of the game, different moment of the game. And, and it's such a, a good call because, for one, the shutdown inning is what the Brewers had been failing to get as a pitching staff during this cold stretch over the last two or so weeks. And for two... For it to be the guys like Miller starting things off, extending his hitting streak to start off that inning, and Contreras getting ahead of the count with a 2-0 pitch and a rocket to dead center field, and then Yelich, who the highlight we played coming out of this uh, break, followed that up with a double. The top three guys in the order started off that inning. They got two runs, and then Yelich comes in to score on a two-out RBI single by Brian Anderson. I think that is a great call, the fact that they avoided the shutdown inning, took the lead right back. They never trailed in this game, which is important to remember. I'm going to go in a little bit of a different direction as far as the difference-making moment. I'm actually going to go back to the sixth inning. Yes, the Brewers are early holding a 6-3 lead, but Freddie Peralta kind of on the ropes. He had the struggle in the fourth. He has had some long at-bats going against him. And now Josh Lowe just hits a seeing-eye single through the left side. Yelich, by the way, made a great job to make sure he kept him at first base on that play by ranging to the ball quickly enough. But the Taylor Walls pop-up and then Lowe not looking in on the hit-and-run attempt. So the pop-out, the double play, and Willie made the fake there. Look, it could be two outs and we talk about nothing in the runner on first base, but I thought collectively the little things were done right that inning by the Brewers, and that was finally an example of the little things paying off for the Brewers, meaning Lowe doesn't get to get a double because Yelich hustles to the ball and keeps him to a single, and two, Lowe doesn't look in, doesn't get away with it, Willie makes a little smart play on the fake hidden ball trick, they double him off, it allows Freddie to get through six innings. As Manny Margot had singled off of him in his last time up, he gets left on deck. So I, I thought that sixth inning of the little bit of defense that you don't get to see was my difference-making moment. That's a good call. That's a good call, Dom. You know, one thing about this little ball club we talk about, if there's anything that we can talk about night after night after night is how good this defense has been. And a lot, you have to go to young kids, Terang up the, uh, and Weimer up the middle, Contreras behind the plate, and Adamas at short have really made a difference. But even if you look in the corners of the outfield, everybody's playing, playing good, strong defense. And those little things that you do on the defense, really make a big difference in the ballgame. And I'll tell you what, that inning, that sixth inning, that play right there with Willie making a thing, that was huge in the ballgame because you never know. This team, is, can, this Tampa Bay team can strike and it can strike quick. So good call on that. That was a big play of the game. Brock tweeting in uh, as far as the Brian Anderson great barehanded play. A couple of tweets about that. Could be a season-saving type play for the year. That win was so important to get after piling up the losses. What a huge play by him. And here's a take I want to leave you with here, uh, Augie. 
another tweet comes in. The fact of the, of the matter is this from Aaron. Realistically, the crew could have easily won this series, losing one nothing, of course, on Friday night. Then they right. win this one. No shame in losing two out of three to Tampa, but the crew will have to tread water until Woody and Miley return. Going to have to make the best of it with Freddie and Burns. But I think Aaron's on to something. Appreciate the tweet there, Aaron. The Brewers played pound for pound right there with Tampa Bay in all three games for the most part in this series. Yes, they only win one, but... There's no moral victories in your standings, but at the same time, this is a series I hope can get them back on track. Yeah, I agree with you. I think going out to have one nothing game was just a, a funny game, funny thing the way they scored the run late in the ball game on on Friday night. But you know, you look at this ball club; they go and they play against the good teams. They're playing hard. They're playing good, solid defense. Offensively, they struggle at times. But you're right. Pitching is the name of the game with this ball club. I think finding that setup guy for Devin is going to be huge down the road, but getting Woody and getting Miley back is going to play huge when they get they get back in the starting rotation and make a big difference on how this team goes in and plays each and every game. Great stuff as always. Jerry Augustine here on Brewers Extra Innings. We'll chat with you again soon, my friend, and uh, enjoy the defending world champions coming to town here against the Brewers Monday through Wednesday. What a great way to start. What a matchup tomorrow night. You've got an excellent pitching matchup, probably the best in all of Major League Baseball tomorrow night. And having Houston come in, it's going to be a fun series. Everybody's going to be watching. It's a big series for the Brewers. It's going to be huge. Christian Javier versus Corbin Burns. We'll have old friend Steve Sparks in the building as well. The knuckleballer is now the analyst for the uh, Astros, so it should be a fun week at the ballpark. That's Jerry Augustine. More to come here on Brewers Extra Innings after this. Now, more Brewers Extra Innings presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. 2-1 pitch, fly ball, left center, long run for Weimer, still running, and he made the backhanded catch in the gap. Oh, Joey Weimer covering real estate and then some. How about the range in center field from the Brewers rookie? That particular play, notice the fact that he didn't have to leave his feet for it. StatCast had it at a 45% catch probability, meaning it's a three-star catch. Certainly an out above average for Joey Weimer. Defense was great today. Brewers win 6-4. to four. It's a happy flight back home, opening up a seven-game homestand. It's a big one. The Astros and the Giants coming to town. Of course, the Astros are the hottest team in baseball right now. They've won seven in a row. They just got Jose Altuve back, and their ace, Christian Javier, will get the ball tomorrow after Framber Valdez just had a complete game shutout against the Oakland A's today. So a big series upcoming against the Houston Astros. It's time now to talk about who's hot and who's cold. It's brought to you by Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Trust in your family's comfort at home with Cider. For a limited time, save up to $1,000 off for an AC or furnace unit. Families helping families since 1912. That's Cider, Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Cider, spelled S-E-I-D-E-R, Cider.com. Who's hot? I mean, I've said it a few times. It's the Owen Miller Show these days. Here's his season slash line now in 31 games played, 98 plate appearances. 344 batting average, 367 on base, a 505 slugging for an 872 OPS. He now leads the Brewers with nine doubles. He's also got two homers. He's also got eight runs batted in. He's only struck out 14 times in those just shy of 100 plate appearances. 32 hits. I mean, the dude puts bat to ball. He is white hot right now. It's awesome to see 
also give kudos to Craig Council to keep the hot bat in the order right now, despite, of course, we've seen a righty start a couple of times and him still getting the start with his bat. And they will find a spot for him with his glove. He's made a couple of decent plays at third base. He's played some second. He can even play some first in a pinch, too. But he has taken his opportunity and ran with it for the Brewers. I also want to give kudos to Darren Ruff because I don't know if there's another opportunity to give him kudos. He's not going to start tomorrow against Christian Javier. But for Ruff to come in, hit the ground running, he has clearly got an opposite field approach. He has hit lefties well in his last couple of games. Darren Ruff seems like it's going to be a big acquisition for the Brewers, and they will have a decision looming when Luke Voigt returns from the injured list. He has just started a rehab assignment down in AAA Nashville for his strained neck. But Darren Ruff, if he keeps this up, he might be sticking around longer uh, as opposed to Luke Voigt. As for who's cold right now, just as a general thing, let's just look at the Central because, yes, the Cardinals won again. They win another series, this time against the Dodgers. But thank goodness the Brewers won today. And we're not looking at standings, but the point is the Brewers are 25-21. and 21. As bad as they have played, as Craig Council put it yesterday, they're still in a good spot. They're still four games above 500. They're still playing, you know, you think about it, and this is the point that Aaron was making on the tweet in a moment ago. The Brewers are playing meh baseball. And yet they're four games above 500. You know there's room for improvement, and they're still winning games. So the point is, the rest of the Central is cold, and they haven't caught up to what the Brewers have done this season. But a lot of season to go. Now, more Brewers Extra Innings presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. The 0-1, and it's a ground ball to third. Miller plays it behind the back, throws to second, and they got it there in time. Oh, just a little hesitation behind the bag when Owen Miller fielded the ball on the exchange, but he was able to keep his cool. That was a huge play, a massive play to help get out of that tough uh, eighth inning for Devin Williams, and then he got the four-out save in this 6-4 win for the Brewers. We're with you to the top of the hour here on Brewers Extra Innings. I'm Dominic Catronio. Some uh, quotes coming from the clubhouse now. Adam McAlvey, Todd Rosiak on the ground at MLB.com, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. This one I really particularly enjoy from Willie Adamas. Every win is big for the Brewers, but, quote, This one, like we really needed this one. I think the boys knew that we needed this one, and they showed up to play today. We fought, and we got it. End quote. That's from Willie Adamas via Adam McAlvey in the Brewers Clubhouse. I think that's exactly what the Brewers felt. Because, again, they lose a game 1-0. That's a coin flip on Friday. Yesterday, not as great of a game, but yet they still had opportunities with runners in scoring position. 8-4 doesn't tell you the entire story of that game. It was the... The, the two bases loaded walks in the seventh. It was a two-run game for a while, and then it, the Brewers made it a one-run. It was just a weird game yesterday. Eric Lauer is still not quite right yet for the Brewers. But for them to come back, never trail in this game, hit three home runs, get enough timely hitting, but even better timely defense to get the job done for the Brew crew. I thought that was just a, a perfect quote. They needed this one, even though it's not a series win. You try to stack up series wins. There's still four games above 500. they They've still got 
plenty of baseball to go, and now they can trust themselves as they try to end the losing streak of the Houston Astros, who will be coming to town this week. And, and we talked about it briefly, but I want to talk about Christian Javier. Holy cow, this is going to be a tough matchup tomorrow with Christian Javier. The Brewers have not seen the Astros since 2019 when Houston came up north here to American Family Field. So for the Brewers and what they're going to see with Javier, he is one of those guys that throws an invisible fastball, meaning he throws heaters and you swing and miss and you're like, wait a minute, and you look up at the scoreboard and it's 93. You're like, wait, how did I miss that? He's got such incredible ride. He hides the ball so well. He, remember, threw, started a combined no-hitter in the World Series last season and also threw a combined no-hitter against the New York Yankees at Yankee Stadium. So he knows what he's doing. He can strike out a lot of guys for the best of them. Uh, he's coming off of a solid start against the Chicago Cubs on Tuesday night of last week. That's who I was watching, actually, as I missed last Tuesday's show and the win against the Cardinals. And now I'm officially off the hook saying uh, I can't get a road win because I missed the win on Tuesday, and now I get the win here today on Sunday. So it's not me. I'm a little stitious, but not superstitious. And Corbin Burns, look, he's going to have to get back on track. And what no better time than the present against the Houston Astros, a very tough team, a team that knows how to control the strike zone. They've got Altuve back. Jeremy Pena has been super. They found a way for Mauricio Dubon to continue, former Brewers prospect, to continue providing for that team. Alex Bregman's heating up. Kyle Tucker's maybe the most underrated great player in baseball. And yeah, they still have Jordan Alvarez, who hit a ball in the World Series that still has not come down. It is going to need all hands on deck, another type series where every single play, every single little moment will matter, and they will add up against a quality opponent and a quality manager in Dusty Baker on the other side. But talking about managers, he pulled the strings today. Craig Council trusting Devin Williams to go for the four-out save. Let's hear from the skipper after today's victory. Yeah, I mean, I thought, um, you know, it was two games where we needed it, and um, he delivered big time in both of them, came into big jams and, and got us out of them and, and pitched a very good ninth. What do you think of Freddie? You know, just I know he wanted to turn the page after Monday's start, and this is a lineup that you know challenges you. Yeah, it's 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 definitely that. Um, and you know, I think Freddie probably wants one pitch back. They they made him work in that inning pretty good. Um, I think he threw thirty two or thirty three pitches that inning. Um, but and you know he that he made a mistake with with some guys on base and they did a nice job with it. Other than that, I thought he pitched a wonderful game. Tied it back up against Freddie in the fourth. How, how big was it to be able to get the offense to respond there in the fifth with that homer? The- yeah, always. I mean, it's um, a little bit similar to what happened the other day, um, yesterday. So we did a nice job of getting right back in the lead and playing with the lead for you know the whole game. Craig really hitting that homer and then having fun in the dugout. Like, what what can you say about what he's given you over the last two years? On the field, in the clubhouse, you know, when you're going on a, a tough trip like this. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, this this game really almost encourages you to live on a roller coaster and encourages um, ups and downs because you get results thrown at you every single day and and. Um, we we love to be around people that don't get affected by it, um, and that's what Willie's really good at. Um, and uh, that smile that you know happen that that we see every day is is, is a reason to feel good. And uh, no matter what's going on, that's that's important. 
He only, I think he only had the one hit, but a couple hard hit balls today. Are you just encouraged by by the at bats? Yeah, I mean, he's going. You know, you certainly need offense from Willie, um, and. He scuffled a little bit over the last couple weeks, but um, he'll come out of it. He's a good hitter, and he'll come out of it. How big was that play, like the deke that he pulled off with the double play? Yeah, was an, was, that was a nice play, just a little subtle thing that I don't know if you guys caught it on camera or whatever, but subtle play that uh, was important. And then, you know, the Brian Anderson play in the ninth inning, that, that that's an incredible play. I mean, you got to whatever the top ten list or play of the day, that's it has got to be it. That's a- they're among your plays of the year. I mean, when you think about which team you're playing. Yeah, no, I mean, I would put that play up against any play we've made this year. Especially because he had just gone to third. That's like the first ball you've yeah. seen it. Yeah, all day. exceptional. How about you, Al? Kind of been an unsung hero, hasn't he, for you guys in the bullpen? Another solid inning for him. Yeah, he's doing a nice job. He's throwing the ball really well. Um, and he's been tough for us, and he's stepped up and earned some big innings and done a great job with them. Pitch timer again, Craig. Can you explain to us sort of what was the argument that you didn't think he started it? I, I just thought that the umpire, you know, the umpire is almost encouraging another pitch and just tell him he's done, done with warm ups. Just tell him. I mean, why, why do we want to encourage a, a violation? Just tell him you're done. Yes, I agree. Somebody, some feel, please, somebody in the umpire room, please have some feel. Furthermore, Devin gets a sticky check on his way into the game. So another reason why to have some feel. I mean, it's just, please, somebody, let's just, we're not mad about losing five seconds if he needs to be communicated with, hey, you're out of warm-up tosses, or hey, you got sticky checks, so we got to make sure the clock is, like, we're fine. We're fine. Just somebody have some feel. Okay. All right. Rant's over. I'm not making this all about the umpires again. Uh, we're going to play some highlights. Brewers get the win. Six to four today. Let's relive it coming up after this. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Get out of Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Dominic Catronio. All right, the Brewers needed to avoid a sweep in a big way. It would be an opener on the other side. Jalen Ble- Jalen Beeks getting the ball for the Rays. Freddie Peralta for the Brewers. We pick up the action in the second inning. Willie Adamas back in his old stomping grounds in his anniversary of the trade. It's been two years, and we've seen a whole lot of this. Beeks brings home the 0-1 pitch. This is a high fly ball, deep right field. Racing back is low at the track wall. Gone! A home run for Willie. He needed it his eighth of the year. Brewers open the scoring one to nothing. We fast forward now to the top of the fourth inning. The Brewers continuing to threaten, continuing to get runners on base. Now against the bulk man, Cooper Criswell. A leadoff double from Darren Ruff. Rowdy Telez at the plate. 3-1 pitch. Hit in the air in the center field. It's deep. Margot is back onto the track. Margot turns around. Watch this, baby. Goodbye, Rowdy Telez. An absolute no-doubt blast from Rowdy. 429 feet, 106 miles an hour off the bat. But a little bit of adversity would hit Freddie Peralta on the other side in the bottom half of that fourth inning. After back-to-back one-out walks to a Rosarena and Ramirez, Josh Lowe would connect and hit a three-run homer on a hanging slider. All of a sudden, we start fresh 3-3. Three to three. Now we pick it up in the top of the fifth inning. The Brewers looking to respond right back. Owen Miller. Led off with a single, making it 13 straight games with a hit. And William Contreras trying to break out of a funk. 
2-0 pitch. Drive out to center. Back goes Marco at the track. Bye-bye baseball. Contreras with a two-run shot. And the Brewers up by a pair. It's 5-3. A no-doubter from William, and it was a rocket off the bat. He needed that one. The Brewers take the lead back. They would add another RBI later in the inning with two outs. Brian Anderson not even his biggest play of the day. First offering, and Anderson rips one into center field for a base hit. Yelich around third. He's going to score, and Brian Anderson delivers with the RBI single. It's 6-3 to three crew. So they were able to coast a little bit. Then things got a little bit tight, though, with a runner on against Freddie Peralta in the sixth inning. Some heads-up defense by the Brewers. So there goes the runner. 1-0. Popped up. This one on the infield. Third base side, Owen Miller. Just behind the bag, makes the catch. Now he fires over to first, and they'll double off the runner. That was huge because Adamas actually held the tag on Josh Lowe, who never ran in or never looked in on his stolen base attempt to see the ball that was in play. Instead, that split second is the difference of him being safe or out at first base. The double play will be the last pitch that Freddie would throw. A quality start, six innings, just the three runs allowed on the homer by Josh Lowe. Now we move along. Another run scores, though, in the eighth inning for the Rays on an RBI single by Lowe. That was off of Peter Strzelecki. Devin Williams comes in. He gets a ground out to end the inning. He will be back out there for the ninth. Brian Anderson would move from right field to third base and make perhaps the play of the year defensively for the Brewers. Devin kicks and the 0-2 pinch. Bouncer on the left side. Charging is Brian Anderson. Bare hands. Throws to first. Oh, he got him. Another absolutely brilliant defensive play at third base by Brian Anderson, who just moved to third from right. Literally a high chopper, one of the fastest runners in the game. Fields it near his ear, throws it in one motion, and they get Yandy by a step. And that's how the Brewers would win this one. A 6-4 final over the Rays and a happy flight home to take on the Astros. We'll wrap up the program coming up after this. Now more Brewers Extra Innings presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. I'm on top of the world. Hey, All right, let's get ready to uh, preview these Astros. Brewers at 25 and 21 now on the season. Again, the Astros, seven games in a row they have won. Also coming up this homestand, the San Francisco Giants. And, of course, the Brewers lost two out of three in San Francisco a couple of weeks ago, and they'll get a four-game crack at the Giants, who are currently three games under 500 at this point. San Francisco is leading Miami 6-4 to right now in the top of the seventh inning. But the Astros... They are starting to gain ground on the Rangers. I mean, the the AL West, wow, what a weird start to the AL West season. Now, the Rangers have been one of the best offenses in all of baseball to this point in the year. The Brewers don't see them until August. The Rangers have 297 runs scored. A 108 run differential is second only to the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, It's because their bullpen has allowed a few more runs than Tampa's has. But then Houston right there, having won seven in a row, they're only two games back at 27-19. and The Angels are still treading water one game above 500. Uh, The Angels are tied with the Twins right now, 1-1 to at the top of the seventh. And then the Mariners, who broke their curse last season, they've been dealing with some underperformers. They're 22-24 and so far on the young season. But remember, they were in a similar spot last year. 
Then they went on that epic 14-game winning streak right at the end of the first half. So they're due to get hot. The Brewers might have caught them at a perfect time before they get white hot. But they are catching the Astros white hot right now. What do they do well? They can certainly pitch it. And they're one of the best bullpens in baseball. Even though they've had some uncharacteristic performances so far from a few of their guys that they are relying on, right? So somebody like uh, a... Uh, Ryan Stanek's had a weird start to his year. His splitter is still disgusting, but he's allowed seven earned runs in his 16 innings. Rafael Montero, who's got a guy that signed an extension with them, opponents are hitting 320 off of him. But aside from that, Phil Maton has been disgusting and unhittable. 22 strikeouts in 22 innings. He's only allowed one, or excuse me, two earned runs all season long. Brian Abreu, who really made a name for himself in the postseason last year, 12 scoreless innings in his postseason run last year with Houston. Uh, he has been absolutely tremendous as well. And, of course, their closer, Ryan Presley. You know he's going to keep getting things going in the right direction. Presley is too good to have a, an extended slump, one of the best closers in the game. He is a perfect 8-for-8 eight eight in save opportunities. He's also finished 18 games this year. So it's going to be a tall order against these Houston Astros and Dusty Baker coming up this week. As for the uh, schedule up ahead for these uh, Astros and Brewers matchups, we've got Brewers extra innings for you tomorrow and on Tuesday. First pitch coming at 6.40 on each of these first two games. Our coverage will begin at 6.05 on the Network pregame show. I'll be with you after the game to talk at all about it on Brewers extra innings. Then on Wednesday, coverage will start at 11.35 for an early 12.10 start for the weekday day game and no post-game show for that one on Wednesday as we will lead straight into our afternoon programming here on WTMJ. Then over the weekend when the Giants come to town Thursday, again, 6.05 on the air, 6.40 first pitch. I've got extra innings for you on Thursday. Friday, it'll be a little bit later. we got warm-up at 6 o'clock with Greg Matzik, 6.35 network pregame for a 7.10 first pitch. Then we get our first Saturday day game of the year at home. It'll be a 3-10 first pitch against the Giants. And I've got warm-up for you at 2 o'clock on Saturday and warm-up at noon, as usual, on Sunday against the San Francisco Giants. So that's the week ahead here at home. Hope to see you at the ballpark, which should be a fun few games at American Family Field. And if the Brewers can generate some momentum, if they can win both of these series, now that's asking a lot against a couple of really good teams, but 4-3 and three would be fine. 5-2 and two would be exceptional against these two opponents. I think it's in the Brewers, but it's all going to rely on their starting pitching. Corbin Burns versus Christian Javier tomorrow. It looks like Colin Ray versus J.P. France on Tuesday. And then you would expect Adrian Hauser on Wednesday against maybe a TBD, maybe Brandon Belak for the Astros on Wednesday. But we know tomorrow Javier for Burns. Get your popcorn for that one. It should be a great matchup for a 6.40 first pitch right here on WTMJ. And that's going to do it for us here this afternoon. Go outside and enjoy some beautiful weather. I'm going to go to the driving range. For Jerry Augustine for joining us and for Evan Wittalison, our producer, I'm Dominic Catronio. The Brewers win 6-4. to We'll talk to you tomorrow. Until then, keep on swinging.